When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Better you bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. Three more hours here to go. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller with you until 7 o'clock Eastern time. Filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. A reminder... Now that it's 4 o'clock, we are with you for the next two hours over on Stadium. You can go to WatchStadium.com. can check us out over there. Or you can continue listening to us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205. We're also still on Twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. Or you can listen to us for free on the Odyssey app. So, Mark, we were just talking about the Chargers. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh uh, taking over there in L.A., Greg Roman, the new O.C., and Jesse Minter, the new defensive coordinator. We have not talked about the Patriots yet, who were the first team, actually, that hired a new coach in this new cycle. Obviously, parting ways with Bill Belichick, not bringing him back, and they decide to go with Gerard Mayo. They could have gone with Vrabel. A lot of people thought that's where they were going once Tennessee got rid of him, but they decided to go with Mayo. So your thoughts on going with 37-year-old and, uh, you know, not going with uh, with Mike Vrabel, obviously with all his ties to New England and all the success that he's had as a head coach, Kraft instead going with the young, young Gerard Mayo. Yeah, I mean, my understanding, I think I read some stuff to where it was already set. Like it was already worked in the Mayo's contract that he was going to be the next guy. Um, I know that a lot of talk with Josh McDaniels when he was there, people were wondering if he was trying to wait out Bill or whatnot. But I love the Mayo hire. I think it all makes sense. If you were to kind of – if that was the expectation from Mayo that it was talked about previously, you can't really pull the rug out and bring in Vrabel. I just think it's, it's just not – you don't want to treat you know your employees like that. So I like Mayo, though. I think it's definitely warranted. It gives them like a new, fresh uh, you know, perspective, culture. I, I like it. I think – as good as a fit as he is and as good as I think he can be, being a coach in the NFL comes down to the staff you build around you and it comes down to the quarterback. And they got to fix this quarterback situation. And that's why I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is tied to him and a lot of mock drafts. But I don't think you can go that route unless you bring in an answer at quarterback. So my question for you, PJ, if you were Robert Kraft, what direction would they be going in? Would it be bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins, who you know can win games, might not be able to win you the big game, but might be willing to find out, and, you know, take Marvin Harrison Jr., or you take a Jaden Daniels, a Drake May, get the wide receiver later, maybe a wide receiver in the second round, upper second round, not sure what guys would be available. You might have an idea off the top of your head, but what direction would you go if you were running the Patriots? Yeah, I I think the Patriots are in a good spot. I really do. Me personally, what I think I would do is I I would see if the Bears would take a second-round pick for Justin Fields, which I think they probably would. I would trade a second-round pick, 
make Justin Fields my quarterback, and then I take Marvin Harrison number three overall. And that way you get a quarterback and you get a number one wide receiver. Now you certainly could get Jaden Daniels at three or Drake May at three if he ends up falling or whatever quarterback you want to get. And this receiver class is so loaded that you certainly could get a wide receiver in the second round. But I just think getting Justin Fields, who I really think getting that uh, offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, to come over for the Browns, like I think a Stefanski-type offense is really going to do good things for Justin Fields. Like play action, build a running game, get him moving, you know, mobile, like constantly keep him running. I mean, Luke Getze, like what he did with the Bears for the first like month, five, six weeks of the season with Fields was like, it, it just, it drove me crazy. I, they, they didn't run him. Criminal. Like why? Like Lock it, it just, they didn't run him. They just didn't run Justin Fields and it made absolutely no sense. Like when the Ravens don't run Lamar, drives me crazy. I get you're trying to develop him as a passer and he's a great quarterback and he's got arm talent, but like at the end of the day, what makes him unique is his legs, his athletic ability. Like that's what separates him apart. How many times in his rookie year did we see Justin Fields go for like 50, 60 yards, right? I mean, all these linebackers, safeties trying to catch him. So I think a change of scenery could do him good. Obviously he went to school at Ohio state. He went to, he's played quarterback in Chicago, the cold weather won't phase them. So New England, Foxborough won't be an issue. I like the idea of trading for fields, drafting Marvin Harrison, because to me, Mark, the safest player in this draft, I think is Marvin. I mean, I know offensive linemen typically are like the safest play. I like Joe Alt. I like the kid out of Penn State. I think both of them will be good players. I really do like the quarterbacks in this draft too, but you just never know. I think Marvin Harrison is like, that's the guy I look at and I have the most confidence that like he won't be a bust. Like he, he's just so smooth. He does everything well. And uh, I just think it'd be, it, it would be good to get fields with him. And then you try to build the offense around those two guys. So to answer your question, if I was the GM of the Patriots, that is what I would do. What about you? What would you do if, uh, if you were new England? I think if I'm going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm probably trying to bring in Kirk Cousins. Uh, like, I need a quarterback that I know can at least get me to the playoffs. And I don't know that about Justin Fields. Listen, I, I, I like Justin Fields. I liked him. I thought San Francisco should have drafted him. I liked him at Ohio State. Um, we, we have to see, right? There's there's some things that are still a little bit concerning about his passing game. Um, but I, I would probably do that. Like, I think if New England trades for Fields, and let's say he's not in the top 15, right? Let's say it's, he's bottom half of the league as a quarterback when we're ranking these quarterbacks in two years. You're just setting the franchise back. Like, like he might be better than Mac Jones, but if he's not really a difference maker, you know, in the offense, then you're just spinning your wheels. And I, I don't think that they can afford to do that after what they went through the past couple of years, um, you know, with, you know, Belichick trying to rebuild the team and with Mac Jones. I think you have to get a quarterback that you can depend on if you're not going to draft a Drake Mayer or Jaden Daniels. And I'm not sure that – I think I would rather have – I'd be more comfortable with Cousins. It's going to cost you a lot more money, you know what I mean, than Justin Fields, but you're at to pay Fields eventually if he does a good job. I just – I just feel like there's there's a lot of risk with Justin Fields. I know he's being linked to Pittsburgh and New England. I'm not 100% sure. He, it seems like he's like the default answer to teams not drafting a quarterback this year. I'm not sure he's better than the top three quarterbacks on the board here. Mm. 
What do you think is going to happen with uh, Russell Wilson? I mean, you and I have talked a lot this week about fields. We've talked about Cousins. Do you think Russell Wilson is going to be a week one starter for a team in the NFL next season? I think so. I think he's still good, too good not to, right? Yeah, I think there's a difference between a guy like Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo, even though Russell Wilson is moving more towards the Garoppolo tier, right? You know, but I do think Wilson needs to be an environment that is going to hold, um, you know, him accountable and kind of give him a reset. Obviously, it didn't work in Denver. Uh, and the way it started was not good, right? He had his own office. He's kind of was like the Russell Wilson show. So, you know, they needed to humble him a little bit bring him into a new, maybe the Patriots are that organization. You know, maybe Jared Mayo could do that. Maybe they bring in Russell Wilson and they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And if you get him in an offense, it's the fancy like offense where there's not too much on his shoulders and a running game, which New England likes is, is the foundation of, you know, their attack. Maybe that does work. You know, maybe it's Atlanta. You know, there's a couple teams out there that need quarterbacks. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the giants. They bring them in to compete with Daniel Jones. Who knows? Uh, but I do think he'll land somewhere. I, I just stick with the Patriots. Like, I'm just not on board, on as on board as everybody else with this, oh, we can just draft Justin Fields instead of drafting Drake May. Like, I don't know if that's a great idea. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting decision for New England. Not only do they decide to go young at quarterback or do they decide to go with the pocket passer at quarterback if they end up going with one of the free agent guys, do they decide to go with somebody mobile? It's going to be interesting. Who's your favorite player in this draft class? I told you I like I like Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's going to be the safest one. He's my favorite prospect. Do you have a favorite prospect in this upcoming draft class? I think it is Harrison Jr. I, I think everybody loves it. He's proud. If we're talking, you know, like how good they are at their position, I, I think, you know, Harrison, a wide receiver is the best. It's just wide receivers aren't as important as the quarterback position, or he'd be the right. number one pick in the draft. But I think it's definitely Marvin Harrison Jr. And I'm not saying don't draft him. Like, I think he deserves to be drafted in the top three. He's that type of player. He can be that type of di- difference maker. And especially if you are going to get a young quarterback, he he could be, you know, one of the catalysts that kind of helps that quarterback develop. That's really what you want to do. You want to get the the triangle going, right? You want to get the play caller in place. You want to get the quarterback in place. And you want to give the wide receiver. Before, you know, with the Dallas Cowboys, it used to be, you know, the the – the quarterback, the wide receiver, and the running back. That was kind of what you needed to have the offense. Now it's the play caller and not the running back. Not that running backs don't matter. They don't matter as much as the play caller. So I think they need to move towards getting that in place. Um, but I, I just – I don't know. I think it's risky if if a team like New England just trades for Justin Fields and, and kind of kicks it down the road. Like, what if Justin Fields is – not that much better than Mac Jones, you know, it, when it's all said and done. Like, what do you do at that point? Now you're now Mayo's behind the eight ball. It's going to be interesting to see what New England does at three because if they don't take Marvin Harrison, Arizona's right there at four. And Arizona certainly could take Marvin to give Kyler Murray a number one wide receiver, or they could get a lot of trade calls from teams who are looking to, you know, move up and get their teams a number one wide out. Because remember, Arizona's got those two first round picks. They got theirs, and then they got Houston's from last year when the Texans traded up to get Will Anderson. So the top of the board in the draft this year really is just it's, it's as good as I can remember. Obviously, the decision that the Bears are trying to make 
Then if they end up getting a quarterback, who does Washington go with? What does New England do? Arizona, it's going to be really, really good. Can't wait. Another team that needs a lot of help, Mark, is the Tennessee Titans. And they made a little bit of a surprising move, getting rid of Mike Vrabel, who obviously had taken them to an AFC championship game, one of the better coaches in the NFL. They go get Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, from Cincinnati, and Tennessee's got a lot of question marks. Looks like Derrick Henry's probably not going to be back. They're going to move on. Will Levis probably is going to be their quarterback moving forward. What was your reaction when you saw Callahan was going to be the head coach of Tennessee? Did you like the move by the Titans? I was surprised. I was shocked. I mean, not only that Vrabel left, but they went in that direction, but this screams Will Levis. Like, this is about the development of Will Levis, which makes me wonder, and I I don't know any information about this. This is purely speculation on my part. You know, did Mike Vrabel not believe that Will Levis is the answer there in Tennessee? And is that why things didn't work out there? You know, I'm not so sure because it seems like this type of hire is solely like, hey, you know, we have to make sure that we develop Will Levis. And Vrabel might not have the patience for a young quarterback. Maybe he wanted Tannehill back. He said, guys, you trade away A.J. Brown. It was an awful move. Now you're telling me to let go of Tannehill, and you want to know why I don't score any points. And that could possibly have been the crux of the disagreement that led to his dismissal. Not so sure, just speculation on my part, but the hire just screams that this is about molding Will Levis as the quarterback of the future for the Tennessee Titans. I wasn't big on Levis coming out of the draft. Not big on him now. Not sure it's the right move, but we're going to find out. We are going to find out. I know when he got inserted into that game middle of the year, he threw four touchdowns, and everybody was like, whoa, maybe Tennessee's found something. And then the more and more as the year goes on, there were some good moments, and there were certainly some bad moments. I was with you. I was surprised. It feels like there's always a hire or two every year that kind of is off the board and nobody really seems coming, and this is certainly probably that move with Callahan. Um, After they got rid of Vrabel, and having Levis there, you figured they would probably go with an offensive-minded head coach. But again, to not you know maybe wait and see if Ben Johnson was interested, or maybe go in your own division and get Bobby Slowick or get one of these other offensive-minded like up-and-coming guys. I guess they were impressed with you know what Callahan was able to do with Jake Browning and uh, how well he yeah. played down the stretch for the Bengals. That's probably what sold Tennessee on giving him the job. But certainly interesting. And he they also get that, Denard- right? So maybe that was part about it. They knew it was kind of like a package deal with the dad so you could help with the offensive line. Yeah, good point. Good point. Defensive coordinator Denard Wilson also comes over from Baltimore. And then Nick Holes is going to be the new OC for Tennessee as well. Mark, if you had to make a bet on which team is going to finish with the worst record for next season, would you place it on the Patriots or the Titans? It's hard because I don't know what the Patriots quarterback situation is, but I would probably place it on the Titans. I, I think the Titans are in rebuild, start over mode. The roster's not that good. Vrabel's not there to squeeze all the juice out of you know those players uh, that get the most out of them. I mean, that's what Vrabel did best. The roster wasn't good. He was still able to win games that he shouldn't. You know, is that going to continue with Callahan there? I don't think so. So I would probably take the Patriots over the Titans. How about you? I think I would take the Patriots just because I think their division's a little harder. And I do think they end up going with the rookie quarterback. I think they're going to be a lot of growing pains there, especially with Mayo in his first year. You know, as much uh, flack as Belichick took, 
because of what a bad GM he was and the lack of talent on that roster, he's still got that defense to play at a really high level. Yeah. And I don't know if Mayo's going to quite get that much out of his defense, and I think the offense is going to look just as bad. So I think both teams are going to stink, but if I had to put my money on it, I would more so take the Patriots. Time to talk some college baseball. Opening day was today. Johnny Venezia at Johnny VTV going to join us to break down some college baseball next you better you bet presented by betmgm pj glasser mark drumheller filling in for nick and ken we'll be right back with you better you bet presented by betmgm on the betql network